Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I am senior editor Jason Shearer. And, uh, you know, it, it, when I record a podcast on a Friday, it has a much different feel than when I record it on a Sunday, uh, because Arizona basketball only wins on Thursdays, apparently, and they can't win on Saturdays. So, <laughs> um, that eventually could be an issue. But when you think about it, if they lose on Saturday of next week, it means they made the finals of the Pac-12 championship. So, you know optimistic thinking of losing on Saturday, but, um, you know, we've hit the point of the season where... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I could write an article every week, and Sean Miller could say the same thing every week, and we already know what it's going to be. It's the fact that this Arizona team, for whatever reason, you want to blame coaching, uh, you want to blame the players, the weather, whatever you want to blame, I completely understand it. But for whatever reason, this Arizona basketball team doesn't have consistency. It is just nowhere to be found. First half against Washington State, absolutely terrible. Second half, when they play like that, they look like the best team in the country. First half against Washington, worse than the first half against Washington State. Second half against Washington, really, it was good. The problem is that the deficit was just too much for Arizona to overcome, and it is hard to come back from a big deficit against the style that Washington plays. But, I mean, you take a look statistically in the second half. They out-rebounded them. Uh, the turnovers weren't very good. Uh, the free throw shooting was fine. The shooting from the field was um, as well as they shot all season. But you just, you know, you get down 15 points against a good defensive team with NBA talent, and you're, you're only beating yourself. I mean, it, it is hard to do no matter what Washington's record is. And I'm not making an excuse, kind of want to veer off a little bit. I'm not making an excuse for Arizona losing to Washington. Um, I had said in the last podcast that if Arizona lost this week, it would be the worst loss of the season. And I fully believe um, that Washington is among the worst. I don't know if it's the worst. It might have been some you know, exaggeration. I, I still think that the loss at Oregon State where Arizona got run off the court and maybe the home loss to UCLA is uh, probably the the weird, you know, the, the worst losses of the year. Um, but I don't know. I mean, if you want to say Washington, I, I wouldn't argue with it. The fact that we can argue three, four from St. John's in there, uh, you know, it's probably a bad look, obviously. But it, it, the Washington team, Mike Hopkins uh, has two Pac-12 Coaches of the Year awards, and 
he by far, you know, maybe they win the conference tournament. I don't know. But by far, it is the worst coaching job in the conference this year. I understand that they lost Quad A Green. I understand that he is a very good point guard or, you know, above average point guard. But that doesn't change the fact they still have, he still has two first round picks. And Nas Carter, who has NBA potential. He still has Isaiah Stewart, who some would believe is the biggest man, best big man in the country, if not right there. There's probably very few above him if he's not the best big man. Um, and then Jaden McDaniels, he's kind of an enigma, but in terms of pure talent, among the best in the country, and based on talent alone, will be a first round pick. Um, they obviously have a point guard problem, but you know they have they have talent. There's talent there. Raekwon Battle, very good jump shooter. Um, there, there's talent, but this team, for whatever reason, um, it it has not been good this season. So naturally, uh, with nothing on the line for Washington, locked into the 12th seed, it comes to Arizona and it beats the crap out of ASU and scores 90 points, and then it plays one of its best games of the season against Arizona, or at least one of its best halves of the season in that first half. And it would surprise no one who has been paying attention to the actual on-paper talent of Washington if the Huskies make a little run this week. Of course, that would have to start with um, beating Arizona, and we're not going to preview that matchup uh, yet. We'll come out with another podcast uh, probably tomorrow or probably later Monday, so for Tuesday, we'll come up with another podcast previewing that matchup, which I think, you know, just kind of previewing my preview, uh, I think it will go differently. I think it'll look different. But with that being said, um, Washington on paper is a very talented team. And so you cannot take them lightly despite what their record is and things like that. Now, with that being said, it doesn't excuse Arizona's effort in the first half. It was bad. Uh, they were going through the motions. There was lack of movement on offense. Um, you know, it, Zeke played his worst game. They they were dropping balls. They were getting beat to, to loose balls. They were just literally losing rebounds right through their hands. You had um, guys making dumb fouls. Uh, it, it was really just bad basketball. I mean, Sean Miller called it a poor, poor performance. Um, and it was, it was just bad basketball. And... I've said this before, that when Arizona takes good shots, it is contagious. And when Arizona takes bad shots, it is contagious. But you watch this Arizona team, and I think it really stuck out against Washington. And the basketball IQ just isn't there. Like, I relieve, for instance, and plays his butt off. I mean... One guy you never question effort with is Ira Lee. And even when he plays his really good games, um, he makes some, you know, mind-blowing mistakes. And, and he had, you know, the four fouls in like five minutes against Washington and, and really struggled. Jamal Baker has had bright spots this season, but generally he has struggled. And a lot of, like, I think Jamal Baker overall is a talented basketball player. But the shots that he takes, I mean, there's dudes in the NBA that can't make the shots that he takes over a defender, and let alone Jamal Baker. And I, I, to me, when I look at the team and I look at the struggles inside, like basically Arizona needs everybody to show up. It is not a good enough team to play poorly and win. And you go back to the days of like the Aaron Gordon, TJ McConnell, etc. That team was so talented in terms of defense and being able to hang in there and toughness that it could play poorly and win. 
they would still find a way to win those games. This team cannot. If this team plays poorly, it is losing the game. It's really that simple. And you take a look at Washington, and you had too many guys that played poorly. And that's really what it comes down to. Nico wasn't great. Uh, you know, I mentioned Dylan Smith was fantastic. Uh, you know, props to him, by the way. I mean, he got absolutely nailed. I don't know how that wasn't a flagrant because it's above the head and all that. But, you know, college basketball. Uh, Josh Green was eh. Zeke, I think that was his worst game of the season. Uh, and Stone Gettings. You know, Arizona counts on a guy like Stone Gettings to be able to hit that 12-foot jump shot against the zone. Um, he did it in the first meeting. All it takes is a couple, and that kind of changes the look of the entire zone. He shot poorly, uh, and, and he wasn't defending, and that was his worst game uh, of the season, in my opinion. So you take a look. Arizona's bench isn't deep enough, and their team overall just isn't good enough to beat a talented team when playing poorly. It could beat the lower teams in the country when playing poorly and get by on talent, but this time of year, it's not happening. You cannot play poorly and win if you're Arizona, especially at this time of year. The problem is, it's this time of year. I mean, it's you know, it's it's March. We're approaching the Pac-12 tournament in a few days, and Arizona, you know, whether it wins or loses, you know, we we don't know. You know, it could win one game, it could win two, it could make the final. I, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't pick Arizona to win the Pac-12 tournament, but. That's not the point. The point is we have the Pac-12 tournament, and then we have the NCAA tournament, and there's your season. So it's like, and I'm guilty of it, it's like, oh, you know, eventually the team will shoot better. Eventually the team will figure it out. That time's gone. It it is very hard to see a path to this team figuring it out. Uh, Maybe it gets in the NCAA tournament, and these guys wake up, and they get hot. And that's possible. Um, I, I think this team, I still believe that this team is talented enough to get hot from the field and have these, you know, strong shooting games. Like the second half of Washington, if Arizona matches it in the first half, it beats Washington by 10 points. If Arizona shoots 48% in a game against the Huskies this Wednesday, Arizona won that game by 10 points, and I'm very confident uh, in saying that. Um, It's just that you you take a look at the team overall, and there's just so many questions. And, And I've said this all year, I think the biggest disappointment in this team is the complete lack of guard depth. Uh, yes, Max Hazard is out for personal reasons. Uh, I don't know if he's coming back. Arizona does not know if he's coming back. I think if you're Arizona, you are approaching the situation uh, as if he's not coming back. And you're pleasantly surprised if he does, because I think as a head coach, you can't rely on a player that you don't know is going to be there. And the reality is that while Max Hazard is a decent shooter, he hasn't done enough defensively, and he hasn't done enough overall to say, hey, Arizona's losing games because it doesn't have Max Hazard. All right, The, the real issue to me um, is that the overall guard play hasn't been good enough. Nico Mannion, while I think he's better than a lot of other people do, he is way too inconsistent. Um, you just don't know what you're going to get from him. Jamal Baker, you do, and, and that's an issue. Jamal Baker was overrated by this coaching staff, and, and what's crazy is um, I it, it wasn't blown out of proportion. He really was the best player in practice when he got here. I mean, he was dominating practice, and that that there's a difference between practice and games, and he has not been able to carry it over to games. So then you look at that, and you get no production out of Hazard and Baker. You're really looking at Nico, Dylan, and Josh Green. 
Um, if you want to call Josh Green a guard, he's obviously more than a wing. His shooting isn't good enough to be a pure shooting guard. Um, but that's your guard rotation. And it, it's not good enough because even Dylan Smith, while he was great against Washington, and I don't want to say too much negative about him because of that, uh, he's not reliable. Nico's not reliable. Like, there's not that guy where you say to yourself, look, we know our team may struggle, but we know this dude isn't. And it's a, it's a thing like Oregon with Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, he may have some bad games, but at the end of the day, his bad games are still good enough for Oregon to win. Um, you know, you still know what you're going to get. He's not going to have no-show games. And you look around the country, Trey Jones, guy like him, isn't going to have these no-show games. There's forwards like Obi Top. And, and I understand, you know, these are some of the best players in the country. But this is the difference, especially in March, between winning or losing that you know that there's certain dudes on the best teams in the country, Michigan State, Cassius Winston, and, and you know, you know that these guys are going to show up game in and game out. And even when they play poorly, they're still finding a way to impact the game. Arizona doesn't have that guy. You can make an argument that it's Zeke at the forward position, center, whatever you want to say. Um, but, yeah, he was good on the glass against Washington. But, man, that offensively, that was as bad as I've seen him play. I mean, I, I, he, he played Isaiah Stewart even in the first matchup, defended him really well, team effort, but um, just not good enough. And, and Isaiah Stewart manhandled him, much stronger player. Uh, they tried to front him with Zeke and then have a guard rotate on the back end for a, a, a double inside out, um, but it didn't work for the most part. Uh, it, it's it's tough. Uh, I mean, it's tough for Zeke to guard guys like that because uh, he's just not strong enough right now. But Zeke is the only guy that I think you have an argument for a player on Arizona showing up generally night in and night out, and you kind of know what you're going to get. Uh, Arizona needs more than one guy that maybe is going to do that. You know, it, it, it's Arizona it goes back to consistency. It does not exist on this team. Um, if you want to look for consistency, there's probably more consistently bad with this team than good. And, you know, I'm not playing the blame game. You want to blame coaches, players, whatever. It's, it's more of an overall analysis of where this team is. And because of the consistency, I can honestly say, like, I know people on the message boards are saying Arizona can't make a run. And I don't disagree with that. But the reality is that it can and I, I think a lot of it is matchup-based, but there's still talent on this team, and I don't know. Like, it, it could win on Wednesday, and I wouldn't be surprised. It could win on, lose on Wednesday, and I wouldn't be surprised. It could make it all the way to Saturday. Would not be a surprise. You know, it, it, it's that's Arizona basketball, and that's been Arizona basketball all season. Like, Arizona lost to Oregon, but that effort at McHale against Oregon would have beat any other team in the Pac-12. I feel very confident in saying that, but that effort hasn't been matched in, you know, since that game. It, it hasn't even been close. You could say the second half against Washington State, but it's not like Washington State's a really good team. Washington State is in Oregon. Um, but, you know, you look at that overall Oregon game, you look at it, the way Arizona played, like, Oregon's the best team in the conference. They won the conference t title. Arizona's outplayed Oregon in two games. They they don't have a win to show for it, though, because of the way that they close games. And so you say, okay, Arizona is capable of beating teams like Oregon. Maybe it hasn't happened, but it's capable. But then Arizona goes out and loses to Washington, or it gets blown out at Oregon State, or, you know, loses to St. We, we just, it, it is frustrating to the players, it, it is frustrating to the coaches, and it is frustrating to the fans. And uh, I, I completely understand 
all angles. But that, to me, is the biggest detriment to Arizona, is that you just have no idea what you're going to get. And and it's almost over, <laughs> you know, and it has a, been a, a very frustrating season. I almost feel like it would be less frustrating, like, if you knew what Arizona team you were going to get. In other words, like, if you knew Arizona was really bad and they were going to be bad every game, I think people could live with it. You know, if you knew Arizona was really good and they were going to be good every game, I think people could live with it. It's the fact that you are going to wake up on Wednesday and turn the game on at 2.30 and you have absolutely no idea what you're going to see. You could see Nico Mannion drop 20. You could see Nico Mannion drop 4. I have no idea. You have no idea. The coaches have no idea. (laughs) And that is uh, an issue mentally for all of us, you know, especially at this time of year, that is an issue. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of where Arizona's at after the Washington game. Um, you know, it, it's it's gotten to the point where it's hard to believe in this team right now. Uh, it's hard to make a case why this team will make a run in the next two weeks, but we just don't know. And uh, And that's the theme of this podcast. I don't know. My wife is shaking her head and saying, you don't know anything. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that that uh, that's that's the podcast. We're going to preview the Washington game. If they beat Washington, we're going to try to get another preview in for USC. If they beat USC, we're going to get try to get another preview in for Oregon. <sighs> Man, I love this time of year. Like I I really do, and and I want to go on podcast record as saying I've tweeted it, I've posted it. I want it to be in the podcast world. I don't know what's going to happen in the next week, but I'm convinced that the NCAA is going to put Sean Miller and Archie Miller against each other. It's going to be the 7-10. It's going to be the 6-11. Or if the NCAA gets its way, it's going to be the play-in game in Dayton. But they're going to play, gosh darn it. I am 100% uh, convinced of that. I may live stream myself on this election show. Someone suggested that. I, You have guys have no idea. Like, I'm an animal during this thing. I love it. It has nothing to do with Arizona. I love the entire selection show. I love seeing people cry about their teams. I love seeing people say that we got robbed. I love the stupid explanations that we get from people on TV that have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, I love it. I love every minute of it. So, with all that being said, I thank you again for joining me on the Wildcat Scoop podcast. Um, Hit up the ratings on Apple or Spotify or whatever it may be and say that this is the best Arizona podcast out there um, because it is. Uh, and uh, once again, I'm Jason Shear, senior editor of WildcatAuthority.com. If you're on the message boards, be nice to each other. Or in life, be nice to each other. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, thanks for joining me once again. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.